This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards, number one New York Times and internationally best-selling author of the young adult Fallen and Teardrop novels. Lauren Kate has now turned her considerable talents to her adult historical fiction debut, The Orphan Song, an unforgettable, unforgettable story of music and mystery, of enduring love and wrenching betrayal, and a family's tragically broken and remade. Lauren Kate is the number one New York Times and internationally best-selling author of nine novels for young adults including Fallen, which was made into a major motion picture for, by Sony. Her books have been translated into more than 30 languages and have sold more than 10 million copies worldwide. Makes her home in Los Angeles and joins me now here on Speaking of Writers. Lauren, welcome to this program. Thank you for having me. So where did the idea for this story, The Orphan's Song, come from, and why adult historical fiction for you now? Well, I was on a book tour in Venice for um, another one of my YA novels in the Fallen series, and I was lost. I was trying to get home from an event, and I couldn't find my way, as happens to almost anyone who goes to Venice. It's kind of a rite of passage, I guess. But I found myself before this um, compound, this big building called the Hospital of the Incurables, and all the little streets around it were named for it, the Bridge of the Incurables, the Alley of the Incurables. And I found that name so haunting and romantic, I wanted to know who the incurables were um, and what that building was about. So I did a little research, and I just discovered this fascinating history of this orphanage, which um, for 500 years operated as the world's original music conservatory. It taught foundling girls how to play and sing music, and... I don't know why, because of the magic of Venice, because of the particular Baroque era of music, they became the most famous and the most talented musicians of their day. People would travel travel from all around the world to see the orphans sing in Venice. And I knew there was a love story somewhere in there about a girl who rises to prominence as the best soprano singer in the world, um, but also has to sign her life away, essentially, so that she can do this. All these girls took an oath when they joined the choir at the the orphanage that they would never, ever sing or really even step foot outside the hospital walls. Um, So, of course, my protagonist uh, has to rebel against this restriction and carve out a completely different path for herself. We're chatting with uh, Lauren Kate here on Speaking of Writers. Her new book is The Orphan's Song. Uh, the protagonists in these characters, uh, uh, Violetta and Mino, right? Yes, exactly. Talk about how do you create them? Um, well, you know, Violetta's character started in rebellion. She was someone who I knew was going to be quite troubled by the fact that she was an orphan, by the fact that she had been abandoned, and by the fact that this identity would define her life until the day she died. I wanted her, and really she wanted herself. She came alive quite quickly and had her own uh, visions. (laughs) But she really, she wanted to escape. She wanted to start a life where no one had ever known she'd ever been an orphan. No one would have ever known she'd been so undesirable and abandoned. that's the heart of her character, is this rejection of what happened to her uh, that, that predates her memory. And Mino, um, the, the male protagonist who she falls in love with, is somewhat the opposite. He's also an orphan at the Ospedale. He is also a musician. He's a violinist. But 
His story is a bit different because he was abandoned when he was much older. Violetta was abandoned when she was a day or two old. Mino was five. So he has memories of his mother, and he is obsessed with the moment of his abandonment because he senses there's, not, there's something not quite right about what happened to him, that his mother did not intend to abandon him, that maybe there's something darker underneath the story of how he ended up as an orphan. He wants to dive headfirst into his past and retrace what happened and find his family, whereas Violetta wants to escape that. And this uh, tension in this area of their romance will, will drives them apart and ultimately brings them back together. My guest is Lauren Kate here on Speaking of Writers. Uh, her new book is The Orphan's Song. So what was the challenge for you in writing adult historical fiction? Well, one of the challenges was, you know, I think with any kind of research-driven project, you want to get it as, as accurately as possible and, and convey um, with faith and respect what it would have really been like to live back then and in this particular era. Um, I really wanted to, I'm not a musician, I don't, uh, didn't grow up knowing how to play an instrument, um, I grew up as a ballet dancer, and so music is very physically ingrained in me, and in the way I, I think I move physically through the world has, has something musical about it, but I don't, as a dancer, I don't have the musical vocabulary um, or the ability to, to really read and understand music in a, in a visual sense or in a literal sense, uh, it's, more, it's much more physical. Um, much more bodily, I guess. And so I wanted to get the, the musical experience onto the page. Um, I met with a lot of musicians, with soprano singers, with violinists at the L.A. Philharmonic, and just, you know, learning these very intricate details, like how essential it is. If you're, if you're a violinist and you're going to get a new violin, you can't just pick it up and play it in the violin shop. You have to take it into the space where you're going to be performing because the violin sounds completely different in a cavernous, you know, orchestra um, performing space than it does in an outdoor piazza, than it does in the basement where you would be practicing. So when I met with this violinist, she said, well, let's take let's take the violin out here and try it. And let's okay, let's open the window in here. Let's close the curtains. And you know, it was amazing to be able to hear the nuances of how the music changed just by changing the circumstances a little bit. Was that the most surprising thing you learned while researching the book? There was so much that surprised me. I mean, one one especially cool thing about Venice that I had no idea about uh, that really informed the story was the fact that everybody in this era, this is the 17th century, um, so for about 100 years, um, everybody, almost everybody, every day was wearing masks. Mm. And, you know, you think about the Venetian carnival mask, you think about something that covers the eyes and that people wore to parties. But they actually wore these masks all the time, to go to the market and buy a piece of fish for dinner, to go to work and cast their vote as a senator, to go visit a friend, to, you know, everything. They were masked, they were anonymous, the mask covered the entire face. So imagine what that did to identity. Um, People could walk by their spouse and not even recognize them on the street. Um, And I I think that has a lot of implications for the way that we live today with social media, you know, we're putting on a mask all the time of presenting yourself in a certain way. And does that blur who you really are, how you perceive yourself to be, um, you know, when, when we wear these different masks? Chatting with Lauren Kate here and speaking of writers, her new book is The Orphan's Song. Lauren, if you had to say this book 
is about one thing. What would that be? It is about the quest for family and whether or not you get to choose your family or make your own family or reject your family um, and ultimately how redemptive family can be. Are you a disciplined writer who writes every day at a certain time? Yes, I'm quite disciplined, and specifically now I have two uh, young children who keep me even more regimented mm. than I would probably naturally be. So my writing hours are the hours where they're at school and the house is quiet and I can stare out the window uninterrupted and <laughs> think my thoughts for a little while. Um, but yeah, I, I find it very valuable to write every day when I'm in a first draft, but when I'm um, finished with the first draft, I'm very happy to take quite a bit of space from the book, take a month off where I don't even look at it and uh, return to it with fresh eyes to start revising. Do you have a special place where you write? I work at home. I work in my office, which is in uh, the hills of Laurel Canyon in, in Los Angeles, and it's very quiet. Sometimes it can be too quiet, and my imaginary friends are the only ones that keep me company for months at a time. But um, you know, I like to stay as close as possible and as quietly as possible within the realm of the story when I'm writing. My remaining moments here with Lauren Kate. The book is uh, The Orphan Song. Are you uh, hard at work on another novel? And if so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? I've just finished the first draft of my next book. Um, it is about three prostitutes solving a mystery on the front lines of the Civil War. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Lauren Kate, the book is The Orphan's Song. You can get more info on Lauren Kate, too, on her website, laurenkatebooks.net. And that is Speaking of Writers in Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week with another edition. I'm Steve Richards.